0: Learning through play. But we're grown adults. That's something we left behind when we finished school. Did we? Should we? What are we losing by leaving play out of learning to be better leaders, better team members, and overall, better human beings? Children know that play is their superpower. And we're here to convince the adults who may have forgotten that it's one of our superpowers too. Because a team that plays together, stays safe together. I am Nula, And I am Karen. And we are the
1: Safety Collaborators.
0: Our mission is to help people have better conversations and change the way they think about safety. Consider us your thinking partners, sharing expertise and wisdom in everything safety, safety culture and psychological safety.
1: Do you wonder about how to enhance the learning culture in your organisation? Do you want to encourage teams who are empowered to guide their own learning, a culture of collaborative learning? Encourage innovation, risk-taking and experimenting. And when we say risk-taking, we don't mean break the rules. How do we promote imaginative thinking? How do we have teams who understand their emotions and how they impact their daily work? You know, when we think of all of those questions, how many times have we been invited to run programs to help alleviate the stress of those half a dozen questions. So we're thinking about it all the time. So we use quite a bit of play, particularly in our face-to-face events and actually in our virtual. But think about Lego. Why is Lego so successful? Why do adults love going to a Lego store? Oh, my word. I know the last time, where was I? In Glasgow, I think. Yes. And I went to the Lego store. I couldn't believe how much fun I was having in there. It's just, and I was never even really a big Lego person as a kid. But oh my God, I love it now. And that's why I think Lego then introduced the adult game, Lego Play, which is all about helping teams to grow and to evolve and to be critical thinking and to be creative and to, you know, have communication, different types of communication, et cetera. It's really successful.
0: It's incredibly successful and we use it all the we time. We do. And learning through play, it really, it helps us get into flow. And I love the description. It's being in the joy zone and deliberately daydreaming. And it's embracing a sense of serious play. And no, this is not child's talk. This is taking your organisation to successful heights and having fun along the way. And going into the Christmas season, we're often thinking about toys how do we play, How do we... what are we going to do with the children over this time of the year? And Karen and I thought, well, let's have a conversation that matters about how teams that play together stay safe together. Mm. And this podcast was inspired a lot by the offshore learning bites that I've been doing. And those are 45 to 90 minute team sessions. And a lot of those involve play. They involve People doing activities together, building puzzles, playing with Lego, trying to figure out solutions to challenging questions and the order that things come together. And so often what I loved about this is that I would be working with different departments and different crews and you'd work with one crew for a couple of days. Like let's say it's the deck crew while the drilling crew were focused on some other tasks and what have you. And then you'd go back and you'd focus on the drill crew and you'd leave the deck crew alone or you'd be working with the engine team. Often one of the crews would come to me and they would go, when are we going to play games again? Because we learn so much.
1: (laughs) And they do come at that with that question, like kids in a candy store. They're like, yeah, can we do that? Completely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We haven't played games for a few days. Are we going to get time to play with you this week? Yeah, and it's just absolutely lovely because you can hear the excitement, whether it's building a model out of spaghetti or there's so many different ways. I remember the one day, it was after quite a, a serious learning session around teams and team structure and the five stages of team development and this one team actually worked through it but they'd been working quite well together for a while and they worked through it quite quickly and their supervisor came to me and he said we were allocated 90 minutes (laughs) we still got half an hour seen as we're in the recreation area can we just play a couple of rounds of Yenga as a team and i often use Yenga Mm -hmm. in team development Mm -hmm. but i hadn't used it with this group at all and they've got these big block jenga's which are such fun and i said absolutely mm. i said go ahead mm. and they played three rounds of jenga and it included laughter it included friendly bets it included them dealing with frustration and having to manage conflict and the one person who just gave up because he didn't like what would happen if he was going to lose and and the dynamic of how they had to work around that and how that conversation then flowed over into when they were on site. Mm. Because what they were learning was how they reacted to conflict, how they reacted when things didn't go their way, who took losing really badly, who took it as a joke, because, you know, this was all a fun game, and how to deal with the emotions that go around that. And those emotions are very, very reflective of what happens on
1: site. When things are working well, And when they're not. Couldn't agree more. While I was listening to you, I was thinking about what underpins all of that. I mean, a couple of things popped up. It's a nice way of, or a safe way, let me say, in inverted commas, for people to appreciate that we're all different and that we react to things differently. And if they're paying attention, they will see those differences. And as you say, then take it back into, well, hang on a minute, he might not take it quite that way or she doesn't really matter. No, mm-hmm. um, maybe I need to adjust the way I ask a question or adjust the way that I want to get something done. And I think if you're a leader and you'd appreciate that, then you start to work with people in a different way. But our brains don't actually like to be static. So I think one of the things with play, it needs that shift, that change. We become really immune to our environment very, very quickly. And our brains get bored. They're lazy.
0: Well, they choose path of least resistance. It's more energy efficient.
1: So our brains like to have a little bit of change. And I think the conversation around neuroplasticity comes in here. When we're playing, we're actually rewiring things and we're forced to... Look for solutions that aren't always obvious. And if we can do that when we're playing, we may feel more able to take that vulnerable risk when we're needing to be very serious and to getting the job done in a safe way. Yeah. So there's so much to learn from, I'm going to say here, playing like a child. That doesn't mean having a tantrum just means playing no. right? <laughs> playing Playing. I've been watching a series on, on YouTube actually just following a family who are building a house in the woods and somewhere or other and the kids are there and watching these kids play and actually watching the family play and I don't think we see so much of that anymore in general but to see this family literally playing with leaves and sticks and then all of a sudden some random goat comes bullying at them from the distance and they just roll over laughing. <laughs> There's a lot to learn from this. And how do we bring this into facilitation and team learning? Experiential learning is not new, it's been around for a long time. We've certainly been doing it for well over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And that's quite different to learning, you know, we we do a lot of learning, skills learning, competency learning. We see a lot of that. We get a lot of that. But sometimes just experimenting, having some experiential learning. It's not about the theory, it's about how do we embody what we're trying to learn. And that's what we can get more easily when we're playing, in inverted commas. Now, I can remember in the earlier days of consulting in this space when the, some people said, oh, you shouldn't say that's playing. It's an experimental experience. I'm you know, go, rubbish. It's play. Get over Explain. yourself. Right?
0: Oh no. Why do we travel with tennis balls? Exactly. And because we get to use them in all sorts of wonderful things. I was gonna add blindfolds and ropes, but okay. Um <laughs> Well, if you want to know more about the blindfolds and ropes, email us at hello at safetycollaborations.com. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> All right. I will bring up the tennis balls in a minute in another shared story. So experiences that are playful, that are joyful, meaningful, they're actively engaging, they're iterative because, okay, that didn't work, we didn't win the game, let's try it again. Mm -hmm. And we tend to lose that. The older we get, the less iterative we become. It's all about, oh, there's all these procedures and rules and whatever. So we become Mm -hmm. accustomed to living that way and forgetting that another part of us actually it's okay. Again, and I, I say this, it's not about breaking rules, but it is about let's challenge the system and we can do that playfully and safely with some vulnerability as well.
0: Yeah. So you so reminded me of a term Mm. that Professor Sylvia Downs introduced me to when I was studying under Mm -hmm. her, and it's guided discovery. Yes. So it's not about taking these wild gander risks and going off and doing crazy Mm. things, but it is around guided discovery. Mm. And when we have that, we can be innovative, we can be creative, we can get into flow And we can challenge and we can find new ways of doing things. And it's within a boundary of that safe space. Absolutely. And it's safe around this is an emotional space where we're learning. It's safe around this is where we get to make mistakes. It's not about judging. It's around saying, okay... We are learning from making the mistake in the learning environment because then when we are out in the field, we don't have to make the
1: mistake there and we can see how that works. And I think the role that we play as experiential learning facilitators, let me use that word, Mm -hmm. is what helps create that space. I mean, that's why external facilitators that do this sort of work are brought into an organisation. Because A, they're neutral to the organisation, they're aware of things, but we can encourage, challenge in a safer way because we are not directly related to the job or the tasks at hand that people have to do.
0: And that gives a lot of freedom and flexibility, and yeah.
1: the ability to do what
0: you cannot do when you're employed in the organisation. Indeed, I think we have a lot of licence in in that sense. That's the word. And there's huge amounts of research being done into child play and in learning and the value of that, and how play should not be left to the break times. It should be built into education, and how being a playful parent actually enhances your child's social skills, learning and development. There's just so much benefit. And we'll share the link to learning through play, which came up in, in some of the research we were doing around child play because it's so valuable. And there isn't enough research into Adult learning and adult play, but it is starting to be more, Mm. especially in the fields of psychology and sociology. Mm. And how do we bring play into the workplace? And the research that has been done is showing that play at work enhances job satisfaction. It makes you want to come back for more, it increases task involvement and creativity because it gives you license to daydream, to think of better ways of doing things. And It certainly contributes to your own and your team's ability to deal with stress because when you're learning how to deal with stress in playful situations, you can realise that actually dealing with stress in the work environment isn't that different. No. And it's a lovely space to watch as research and the science behind it is just showing the value in where this comes from.
1: We ran – and this is one project that I was involved with and it went on for weeks – I'm not sure how I came out the other end, but uh, everybody else, it was brilliant. (laughs) You might have had a bit of a twitch. We were, were actually on a game reserve for well over a month. So what we were doing there was we were running... It was a new rig coming into a new location, but on the way through to location we were doing crew development. And the whole purpose behind this, apart from introducing two to three different organisations that were going to be working together, but was also about introducing the crew, the management and to each other. And it was trying to build the family, let's put it that way. So these were two and a half day crew development workshops. We had them come in and they were like rolling through. Every two and a half days, we had a new crew. By the end of it, I did have a twitch. (laughs) But it was brilliant fun. It was absolutely amazing. And we ran these with that express intention of adding some play, or be there's some serious conversations in all of that. But everything was one experiment after another, from blindfold games, you know, trying to guide people through minefields, through to throwing tennis balls, in circles and many, many times. And we've got another lovely story about tennis balls, actually. So we had all of these activities built intentionally to create the lessons that we wanted everybody to walk away with. Mm -hmm. And for many years after that, the safety of that operation was actually attributed to the program. Because it was so successful. Well,
0: not only that, mm. just on that, I mean, many, many years later, as in two years ago, I met people that you facilitated those programs with who were still talking to me about it and going, that was some of the best experiences around learning and team development that they'd had. Got all warm and fuzzy. So these, these, <laughs> yes, as it should, because yeah. it's the things that connect physiologically, it connects it gives meaning, it creates joy and it doesn't leave when you're out of the situation.
1: No. We talk about there's the audible learning, there's visual learning, but there's embodied learning. Mm. People think that learning happens cognitively, so just in the brain, but it doesn't. The majority of our learning actually happens uh-huh. in the body from the neck down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It just gets guided by what's going on up in the head to a large degree. And the benefits of this was, and why was it successful? It was because people were not afraid to stop the job. They weren't afraid to have a conversation because they already knew each other. Yes. They were like, hey, remember when we did that blindfold activity that you were shit at? Well, you know, let's think about that right now. Right. <laughs> So there was lots of that. So it builds in that inclusion that we're looking for. It sends that sense of belonging Mm. long before any challenges are met. Because let's face it, when you're on the job, you've got to meet challenges. Nobody's trying to get rid of them. They will be there. It's part of life. But how can we embrace that in a more joyful way, in a learning way? Not every challenge is going to be joyful, but if you can approach it with that mindset mm. positive growth you know some of those words come to mind but really i think if you can just approach it with a open, open. i think that's a better word it decreases conversational waste mm. because we're no longer afraid to we don't pussyfoot around the conversations that we need to have we've encouraged people to have those conversations and it increases that emotional stability right from the beginning of operations i mean if we could get involved with all of that right from the beginning of every operation that was out there, I'm sure lots of operations would be happier ones. Because otherwise it's a long, slower road to get there.
0: It's a slow burn and sadly, many people get burnt along the way. They do, they do, absolutely true. Especially when you think around team psychological safety. Yeah. This does set a huge foundation for that. Mm. And even when you can't do it up ahead, what I loved about some of the, the teams I worked with while we were doing the learning bites, mm. there was it was one of the exercises and it was really, really challenging. And people were getting irritated and annoyed and frustrated with each other. And there was conflict going. And, mm. you know, the, the supervisor kind of like pulled me aside and he goes, you've got to fix this. yeah, <laughs> And I was like, this is exactly what is supposed to be happening right now. I said, because... You you guys are going to figure it out. My job is not to make this easy. The pain is where it's at. My job is to create situations where you have to deal with difficult, conflict, frustrating situations because then you will see exactly who everyone is in your team and how everyone ticks. Because the honest person comes out, not the person that I was trying to, that I thought you wanted to see. Exactly. And we did that session and then we did another few during that week. Mm. And towards, it was about a month later when they came back on board. So after they'd gone home for a hitch and we did a, like a, where's everybody at? How are you doing? And it was the most beautiful feedback because that supervisor said, he said, remember that session. He said, that's what made us a team. That was where we started to see each other as Mm -hmm. people and not just as people Mm. we work with, but people that we actually got to know. And it was just so lovely watching that team grow Mm. and develop. And yes, we get to know each other in the workspace. Yes, we get to to see how each other works. But you don't build those lasting connections and bonds when you are having to do the job And you're having to keep each other safe. Because that is, it's like what, we're on a 12-hour shift. It's go, 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 go. And as much as people say there is no time pressure, the focus is getting the job done. It is. Yes, you'll have a smoke break or you'll have a coffee break. You might have a bit of a conversation. You might hear that somebody had a child or Mm -hmm. what's gone on at home. But it's a very different bond. And playing together
1: creates it.
0: just takes it to a completely different level.
1: Interesting. I was actually listening to uh, my favourite, Stephen Bartlett, this morning. And it was a behind-the-scenes session. And he was talking about his team, because he's got about 30 people running that podcast. And he said, we all work hard, but the real learning and the real team bonding happens outside of the job. So they have intentional days, away days, or half days, or lunches. I mean, we do the same thing, because that's when you have the time to just kind of... Let go, let's play, let's do things, let's be experiential. What do we want to experience together?
0: And it doesn't only enhance our culture of learning, but it gives the foundation of a culture of care. Absolutely. We started this episode talking about it's going into the festive season, the holiday season. For many people, it's a time of giving and receiving of gifts. And if you want to give me Lego or Meccano, any of those, <laughs> I'm just putting it out there like, hello. Okay. We're getting the message. With joy and happiness. and clear. Yep.
1: <laughs> I have six younger sets here just by the by. <laughs> oh,
0: fabulous. But... Many people are not going to be home for the festive season. Mm. They're going to be at work. They're going to be in environments where it is quite stressful. And maybe bringing in a little bit of play and some dedicated time for play could actually help alleviate the stresses over the holiday period. So think about how you can bring that into your working environment. And yes, there is method in our supposed madness, to help you and your teams learn together, understand each other, create memories that will help you deal with the challenges or changes that you face at work, enhance your learning and your culture of care, and most importantly, building the foundation of a team that plays together because they will stay safe together. And if you'd like to learn more about integrating play at work and experiential learning, then let's continue this conversation connect with us at safetycollaborations.com or email us at hello at safetycollaborations.com. Leave us a message on the show notes page where you will find all of the information around this. Follow us on LinkedIn. And remember, sharing is caring. Share this podcast with your connections who will get value and including parents who would love to learn how to play. And thank you for joining us. It's always lovely to have conversations that matter. Till next week, stay safe and stay well.